0: podcast city network
1: the everett lee show welcome to another episode of the everett lee show i'm the everett lee I want to give a shout out to everyone that follows me on social media facebook everett lee show twitter at the everett lore score lee instagram everett lee youtube everett lee and of course, Podcast C network, your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself. You can follow Podcast C network over on podcastcity.net. Hit them up on Facebook, Podcast C network, and Twitter at Podcast City Net. And here we are on a special Thursday night here on the Everett Lee Show, right here on Podbeam Live. So tonight. I have a great guest lined up. He's waiting in the green room right now. I want to welcome to the Everett Lee show, independent filmmaker Christopher and Nina. Did I say that right? Almost. <laughs> Almost. It's
0: Christopher it's Christopher and Nino, but it's all right. I've been called worse like late for supper, so
1: it's okay. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, you, I- what is if you don't mind me asking what uh what the uh, your last name. Where's that? What uh, what nationality?
0: Oh we uh we're you know we're from Antarctica and uh you know when the when the iceberg fell off we ended in Plymouth and that's when we started. Okay. But if you want if you want the real story, I believe it's from Italy. Um and uh, you know. It's it's a battalion and um I am think I'm Irish. So,
1: everyone has have, Irish in them. Man. I, I have Irish.
0: <laughs> you have to, especially in St. Patrick's Day, which is coming up or it already happened, I'm not quite sure. Did it happen?
1: No, it's it's coming up next week in the middle of the middle of the week. You know actually, March has two holidays. I consider March having two holidays. You have the day before St. Patrick's Day on the you got 17th which is St. Patrick's Day. Then you have march 16th which is stone cold steve austin day so you can carry stone cold steve austin day on march march third month three
0: sixteen yeah
1: into saint patrick's day so the party never stops there
0: <laughs> i don't know if you ever saw but like on mad tv they would have will sasso and he would do a spot-on impression of stone cold
1: oh god and,
2: yeah
0: he's sassing me are you sassing me and i love how he's talking like that but uh Man, yeah, I like uh I like Stone Cold. He's uh he's a funny guy. He should do stand up,
1: you know. He's he has some great stories. I know he does. I know he has some great stories.
0: I don't yeah. like it when he's tame though on his show. When he's like he's like, "Welcome to the Stone Cold Broken Skull Podcast." Let me tell you when when I was friends with Gene, like why I want to hear it when he's mad and angry and calls someone a son of a bitch and stuff. Like that's fun.
1: <laughs> but yeah, he's he's gotten mad. He's gotten mad on his show. He he got mad when there were when he had the Stone Cold podcast on WWE Network. He got mad when he was talking to John Moxley, who was Dean Ambrose, because Dean Ambrose didn't really give him anything to go on for a conversation.
0: It was it was that one, and they didn't. He did one with uh, CM Punk, but I don't know if that was like staged or not. That and there was another one when there was. Uh, Paul Heyman was on the show. And again, I, it's just, it's, it, to me, it was, it felt like it was a setup.
1: Well, the one with ratings. CM Punk, that was, that was all, that was all a shoot to, to yeah. promote the, uh, what is it, WWE video TVK? game? Yeah. Yeah. That's all that was there. They, and they ad-lived it there, which was great. They feed, no, nothing scripted, nothing talked about. They just went with well, it I
0: don't think well. it was, uh, but they knew what was going to happen. I feel uh, like it was pre.
1: Pre premeditated.
0: Yeah, I think because I think Vince was like, "Well, we gotta we gotta press this a little bit more, there, buddy. We gotta, you know." I'm, I'm I almost sound like the skipper from Gilligan, but anyway, <laughs> he, you know, he was like, uh, "You know, <laughs> the sales are going down. We have to have something happen with the two of you. So just push it." And you know, I think that might have been it. But who am I <laughs> to judge? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there's no feuds right now in wrestling. There's just like.
1: Yeah. No, not, not really. I mean, uh, I mean, there was there was AEW AEW this past weekend. They had they had a really good pay per view, and to me, match tonight was MJF CM Punk because that told a great story. What was going on into that match, and a big turn for Wardlow for. Were turning face and turning his back on MJF, which was fantastic. It was great, great storytelling right there in the ring and just all around right there. It, it captured that moment, I believe.
0: Problem is, they, I hate the, hate the moves, I hate the transitions, and uh, it just looks too scripted. Like, I'll give an example. Like, I saw this one match. I'm not going to mention the wrestler's name. I kind of want to. <laughs> I might. Uh, I'm not gonna. Well, mm. I, it might give you good. It might give you good ratings. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um so I'm not sure anything. Uh, yeah, there's this one wrestler that just shouldn't be on the ra- the roster at all, and like they're only there because of mm, they fill a gap that really isn't being utilized to the full potential. But anyway, that individual a great example whip to the corner and then why are you whipping to the corner stop and then why do you then run why don't you just whip to the corner and then run why are you stopping like that's what kills a match that's what kills everything and like if i was back in the ring oh my god i would i would i would, I would potato the crap out of someone. like like why ruin the match just just go for me like i mean you whip me to the corner don't don't wait just go i mean whatever what do i know uh, i'm not even there so like you know they're making good ratings and whatever the heck else the money but to me it just it's their wrestling is going to be okay to a certain point and then there's going to be like the the issue with cody is this is he officially with wwe now they they
1: haven't they haven't said anything if he was or wasn't that's that's the thing there because Apparently it's a work. No, he is going back. Money was the issue. Why would money be an issue? He has contracts to fulfill on TBS with the with the going big show, and then nah. uh, his you know uh, roads on top or whatever the hell that show is there. But why why would you want to go back to WWE? Because one thing, Vince McMahon, wh- wh- whatever how you are and how you present yourself. And when you leave, you come back. He still looks at you the same way, like Christian. Pro Christian. Yeah. He went over to the, he went he went over to Impact, became champion, did a lot, and then when he came back, he still was Christian to Vince. Same same thing with like Drew Drew uh, Drew McIntyre, Drew Gallows, you know. And some. But some it's also
0: sense. a different type of style of wrestling for TNA and AW. I mean, honestly if you're the wwe heavyweight champion right Mm -hmm. you're the best of the best okay and he's like that for a reason because there's only a handful of wwe heavyweight champions okay Mm -hmm. so it's like like if i was booking wwe no offense to like what you just said I wouldn't put Christian in main event. I wouldn't put Cody in main event. I'd probably put him as a good mid-card. I would also put him as uh, a good IC contender and maybe even tag. And it's not, no disrespect to them. They're great in-ring workers, but do you see a lot of people wearing um, his t-shirt? Is it is he larger than life? Right. Um, it's like stone cold still sells t-shirts john cena still sells t-shirts i mean and, and physically john cena isn't like more is isn't bigger but he's got a bigger persona and he's got a bigger everything like just his his is just his way uh everyone believes in him like even hulk hogan i mean the rock i mean all those guys um i mean uh, bret hart christ you you believe them you Believe them more. Like it's it it goes back to belief. Mm-hmm. Cody Rhodes yeah. did this one match. He did a backflip off the top of a, a giant cage, landed, was bleeding all over the place, and then he got up as if nothing happened. That's not believable. He could probably do those moves phenomenally, but I'm not going to buy a ticket to see him.
1: <laughs> okay a lot, of, a lot of people a lot of people are not a fan of cody they're not a fan i mean they're more of a fan of his father but i
0: yeah dusty's good yeah but I mean, but that, but that, but, that but, but that being said it doesn't mean that i'm right either but uh, to go to get into vince's vince mcmahon's brain okay mm-hmm. everyone's like well he's this 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 and he treats him yes i'm not i'm not for how he treats wrestlers if those are true i mean it is true that he treats them like independent contractors right they don't have insurance they don't have unions so that to me is not favorable but as a creative genius he's a genius has he had flops yes he's had many flops oh yeah the goblin was one of them but the the personas he's created i mean he shaped our childhood he uh, the undertaker hulk hogan but uh, you know, uh, God, uh, heartbreak kid. Uh, I mean, he made Bret Hart. If Bret Hart didn't have Vince, he, he would be nothing.
1: Well, yeah. Okay? If you look at the you look at the time too, mid nineties, who was who was really infested in, in WWE because everybody left, so he had to use what he had right there to make stars like Bret Hart, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. I mean, sixty man Iron Man match that that was great, yeah. but. My my one of my favorite Bret Hart. It's match. the
0: greatest to me. It's the greatest match ever ever put together. Everyone's like, oh, Macho Man uh, versus uh, whatever Steamboat. That's a good match for a WrestleMania. Uh, probably a great match for a WrestleMania. But the great, uh, the greatest match of all time would definitely be the Iron Man, Iron Man match. Or even if you go a little bit further back, I mean, the Luthez versus Vern matches were great. But no one no one or or the dog collar match versus Valentine and and Piper. I mean that was yeah. legendary or or, yeah. or snooker versus um God was it Morocco or was it Snooker versus oh Backlund Snooker versus Backlund. Backlund? Yes and then there was another match uh Backlund versus um Bob Backlund versus uh uh Greg the Hammer Valentine. Valentine clinched the title. For like two seconds, the heavyweight title, and then they were like, Oh no, and you know how Gorilla Monsoon, Oh my god, someone double counted. What's, what's, what's wrong? We have to <laughs> Gorilla would do these these funny like <laughs> For some reason, he can only pull, pull it off. If you said it, or me, me saying it wouldn't work. You're right, hit him right in the bread basket. <laughs> who, the <laughs> fuck, who the fuck says that? <laughs> you know, like, but it works for him. <laughs> you know, we can't say it really cool. Hey, hey, hit him! He hit him in the bread basket there, Everett. And then we're going to sound like dorks, but like he can say, then like Jesse's saying, I don't know gorilla. I think I, I don't know. It's it's called, it's called tactical aromatics. That's what's going on. And and I'm for the bad guy. And you know, and then he mocks the other guy and yeah. he's I think Hogan, he smell Hogan, the smell of that's what it is. And then like they then banter back and forth for a good two minutes because they know they need to fill some time in cause there's nothing else to talk about right you know that was great you know like you know and and uh gorilla saying just you just or you just you just hush yourself up we're trying to enjoy the match here (laughs) but really he was in in the back of his head he's like what the hell else am i gonna say
1: (laughs) one of my one of my 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 two favorites was Gorilla and Bobby the Brain Heenan? I love both of them. And then I liked on uh, Saturday Morning Superstars Ra- Rowdy Roddy Piper. He was my favorite man. He was- Piper
0: was good, but the, the the mistake they made was when they had Piper, Macho Man, and then they had Vince. <laughs> all three of them, and it was like you know Piper wouldn't shut the fuck up. He's like, Yeah, I just oh my god, there's a and then machos over there like i don't know what's going on and then vince is like well just uh, i mean sorry piper what are you playing you know he's all playing it straight you know deep down he wants to flip and then like you know like 95 happens he has a midlife crisis and this and 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 broadcast vince mcmahon turns into i'm just joy you know (laughs) that's how he is
1: yeah yeah, it d- definitely. <laughs> but I, I did, I did enjoy enjoy the Attitude Era because they had competition. They had WCW, and they had the change, and some great stuff came out of the Attitude Era. It
0: I don't. Uh, did. Here's the thing, though. I don't think they had. I think he already bought that. I really do. See, again, everyone thinks there was an actual feud type of thing, even with ECW. And again we have to think like everyone's like, Well, oh, Vince is a horrible person. Well, maybe. But he's a freaking genius. He's a businessman. I think, I think this is when he man. realized exactly what you said in the nineties. They had they were they were fucked. They had yeah. no, nothing. So I think he said, Okay, well I'm gonna take ECW and it's technically I'm technically gonna own it. And then he works a deal with like Heyman and he's like, Heyman, I want you to cut promos knocking us, but I'll give you some of our talent. But the fans won't know. And then like, you know, Turner Turner didn't take it serious. He didn't. He's like, I'm a wrestling promoter. No, you're not. Turner, shut the fuck up. You're a billionaire. And that's it. Just shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pro- probably Vince was in his back pocket and he probably owned part of it. Just like my whole theory on like AEW and WWE right now. And Gary Wolf actually said it first is, is one of the people I'm working with. He said, uh, he thinks that, um, Vince probably owns, probably part of AEW because it's like so much WWE talent going over there notice and um i don't think they even know i think they're just like oh, "Well, i'm away from vince no you're not once you're in vince's clutches you're there for life it's like a it's like a gang you can never get like hogan still works with vince but no one really knows i mean that's you know vince is wrestling you, you no one can deny he's not he really is mm-hmm. um You want to do pro wrestling and make it you you're gonna you know it's like the hell's angels you just you know you don't you don't mess with them you don't mess with vince and and you know they they most motorcycle gangs they pretty much roll rule rule the world rule the not the world but they rule the um the road pretty much and so right i i believe the the comparison is it's just basically you know everyone's not convinced but i would try to tell all of them like don't (laughs) because you might need to get hired by him again because this thing may not last and uh, you know it's not attitude era everyone's under the false impression where it's like oh did you guys see aw last night oh my god it was so great oh my god it was so great you know but what in attitude era they're like did you see Shawn michaels mooning everyone and and just stupid things like that he didn't even have to wrestle half the time that's what made it it was the shock factor but then yeah. they went too shocking because they're like okay let's do a triple backflip and light my ass on fire and i'll land in a teacup you know <laughs> and then it was just like uh, you know <laughs> what can you do after that you know and then right. bam bam bigelow is kind of like uh he's trying to do like more moon salts. So he's like he's already 400 pounds so it's kind of like yeah is yeah. is that going to work anymore like <laughs> Everything's the the problem with all of it is it's just too rushed, you know, just mm-hmm. enjoy. I mean, if, you know.
1: Yeah, there was, I watched, I watched Dynamite last night and there was, there was a couple things that I was,
0: there's nothing, in, honestly, there's nothing innovative to it. It's just, they are, they're doing, it's, 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 uh, American wrestlers trying to do Japanese wrestler moves. But the Japanese do it way the fuck better than us because they started doing that at the age of like seven or something. Right. So, or they try to do luchador moves. Like you have these, yeah. You know, it's gonna sound whatever. You have these pale ass idiots trying to like do like legit lucha moves, and they're they kind of do it, but it's really really sloppy. And like a guy like Psychosis, who would just go full force and just. He, uh, he was a true art when when psychosis went against like uh um, Rey Mysterio in WCW cruiserweight days those were very special matches and just mm-hmm. because it was i mean they're legit trained whereas like you know these other guys they just they do that thing where they do their move and they they stop for a minute and then they do it again with psychosis and WCW Rey Mysterio it was go go go, go, go. go. yeah and, and and every move made sense because you right. would it would be closed in so it would look like you're going after the guy and um uh, you know uh uh what's his name our rob van Dam versus lynn um something jerry lynn, lynn. great matches he did yeah. I, I loved those matches but that being said like if if rob van dam went against like bret hart probably wouldn't be a great match because i mean he's got a lot of you know rob van dam's a good high flyer guy and does more of the japanese stuff and um i mean would it be like a five-star match it would be good it just wouldn't be like epic you know right um right you know and Backlund versus brett that that should have been a way better match than it did but then vince was like no, let's put Backlund in some sort of crazy man gimmick. And it didn't work because, like, Backlund is a great wrestler. He is. They could have they stretched that a little bit
1: longer, but. Right. Right, they they, they could have. I I liked the Iron Sheik challenge. That's what I liked about yeah. it, the Iron Sheik challenge, and the Sheik didn't like it when Backlund, you know, showed him up there. I I thought that was I thought that was great.
0: Well, and and Sheik's a legit tough guy, and yeah. like you know, like the tag teams are like shit right now. There's no good tag teams. You know, it's like the Usos won the tag team champions for the twentieth time, and. Did they? Great.
1: Just I don't because I, I don't follow, I don't follow WWE. I don't, I don't no, follow no. it at all. Nobody does because yeah. there's
0: too many belts.
1: Like, yeah,
0: you win a belt back then, that meant something. Now it's just like, oh uh, well, he's got the twenty four seven championship, which anyone can now win. Yeah, apparently. Or, uh, you know, Attitude Era. I liked it when they had the European Championship.
1: Yeah, that, that, that was good. That was good. I was a senior in high school when, when the attitude error was, was really kicking in and stuff. That's, that's what I remember it because that's when I got back into it because I, yeah. from there's two periods in my life where I didn't watch it. And one of the periods was through, through 87, it was 87 to I believe 87, 92. to 90, 90 Eighty-seven to ninety-seven. I didn't watch it because, I, I mean, I had friends that watched it, and I watched it here and there. With when I'd go over to a, a, my one friend's house, he'd watch Saturday, you know, morning superstars. That's you yeah. know when I found out about like when uh, Hogan and Taker, oh, you know, when they Undertaker. introduced Undertaker and he beat Hogan and won his uh, first WWE championship. But then I got a, I,
0: I got a quiz for you, by the way. Okay. Who is Undertaker's first opponent in WWE?
1: Hmm. He debuted at Survivor Series. Uh -uh. Yeah, he debuted at Survivor Series. You got me on this one, man. Because I know, I know,
0: I not only know his first opponent, I know him personally. Mm -hmm. His name was is Mario Mancini. And Mario Mancini is famous because uh he wrestled for WWE. There's several things he's famous for. One, he wrestled for WWE at the age of eighteen years old. He was one of the first to ever get like an eighteen year old, uh he was as as an eighteen year old getting in there. He um I think he like won, won one match, you know. I mm-hmm. uh, lost pretty much most of them, very similar to like Barry Horowitz. Uh and after he got out of wwe he became a lawyer and he's now a promoter for paradise alley wrestling and that's in connecticut And he's teamed up with paul roma and uh he had he had the undertaker's first match ever ever
1: oh nice okay yep i know that uh, originally undertaker was was supposed to be called kane the undertaker but yes they, they did a goof up when they announced him called him the undertaker and it worked out because you know later on they introduced the character Kane his brother that was that was a great that was a great story there with the with the undertaker
0: well, yeah they they interviewed Mark about that and Vince always had that idea See, again it goes to how how creative Vince actually is he always has these ideas mm-hmm. so then like when that happened you know he probably put that idea to shelf and then when he found the right person Ironically, was
1: Isaac Yankum, right? It was, yeah, it was, yeah, he, yeah, he did that Guinness, uh, Dennis gimmick. (laughs) That was, you got to start somewhere, man, when you know you're doing that. There, I, I like the story where, uh, he was talking about when it was right around the Survivor Series when he was about to debut and he thought that he was going to be Eggman because of the giant egg, the goobly gobbler. (laughs) Remember that? It was that
0: one, and it was also he was afraid. He was gonna be singing in the shower, man, or because yeah. <laughs> Vince would ask, you know, what do you like to do there? What's and Taker was or sorry, Mark was he's oh I like to sing in the shower, Vince, and he was just kidding. Yeah. And then he realized, Oh shit, I'm gonna be the singing in the shower guy. <laughs> and, uh- and then, of course, Vince is probably, hmm, that's a good one, though. We could use that once. Because hmm. he's done, dude, he's done every yeah. gimmick.
1: He has garbage men, hockey players. I mean, yeah. uh, repo, re, you know, repo man.
0: <laughs> yeah, in the, in the 90s, everyone had a job because yeah. they had to, you know, you yeah. know
1: yeah they had to man they had to i'm surprised they didn't come out with a, you know uh uh crossing guard guy or something
0: <laughs> they had a they had a fucking pirate and i i still couldn't believe that that was
1: <laughs> yeah the pirate remember the goon remember the hockey the goon remember the goon, who? it
0: was it was steve um yeah, who he, was he it? wrestled in um world championship wrestling i can't uh, remember uh steve <laughs> something i can't remember but he was like a champion over there and like he became and then um he they had a oh my favorite actually and it was short-lived was man mountain rock aka max Payne yeah because he actually was playing his guitar in that uh in that ring uh-huh so uh and i got to meet him and it's weird because i met him at this signing i'm not going to mention where but i kind of want to mention where but anyway i mentioned him, i met him at this signing You got all these handlers at the signing and they're all dealing with talent and stuff and they get so territorial they're like like he's mine he's mine better not touch him (laughs) (laughs) so i'm like hey can i just can i just ask him a question i don't know and and he was so cool he was like he's like Dude, he just wants to ask me a question. Calm down. It's like this blonde. This is a blonde kid. He looked like he was playing Dungeons and Dragons his whole life. <laughs> <laughs> then, he, then he, then he leaves, and he's like, "I'm going to tell on you." You're t- asking him questions. I don't want you to ask questions. You're not, I, I hate will buy an art. I'll, I'll buy an autograph. I just want to ask him a question, jackass. Yeah. So yeah. I hate that. More, I, I want to be more of a prick to people now because honestly, like there, there's such weird bizarre motherfuckers because they're like they'll 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 buy someone for a day and be like oh here's mine for a day you better not talk to him he's mine my property mine (laughs) that's how they are (laughs) Fuck it and and if there's any promoters that are like that fuck you guys okay
1: (laughs) it the the fandom the fandom Tell tell you what happened me me and my uh best friend uh Dion. He he passed away in October of 2020. But a few a uh, couple yeah. years a couple years before that, a mutual friend of ours, she 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 was into the the anime cosplay type stuff. So she was doing this thing. They had this this uh event over on the beach side. They were trying to compete with MegaCon in Orlando. So someone, some group of, you know, guys decide hey we could do a megacon but we'll do it here on beachside daytona so oh. she told us she had a booth there table and she was selling some stuff that she made she showed us some stuff for like hey that's pretty great We'll, yeah i'm gonna be here this weekend oh okay we'll we'll swing by we'll say hi we'll check it out you know no no biggie so we get over there to the hilton they didn't tell us you got to pay to park, and I was like, I got no damn I cash. I like, I got a card on me, and the guy, and there's yeah. a line of cars behind me. I'm like, you're going to have to let me through, dude. <laughs> the two things are going to happen. One, I'm going to go through this gate. Two, you, or you can lift it up, and I can go through it regularly, or I can break it. What's your choice? And so he's like, yeah, 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 just, just park over here. I'll let you park. I'll pretend I didn't see you. I was like, good answer. Uh-huh. So we park. We get out. So we walk in into into the lobby. There, we see all these people dressed up and stuff, and we're not used to this at this. You know, switching my friend, he's looking around and he's like, "Dude, man, what the hell?" I was like, "I was like, "This, this cosplay. This is like, you know, the the geekdom of what you can think of geekdom." So we're walking in there, and there was nothing that directed us to. You have to stop at the table and you have to pay, yeah. and you go over to the room and you can walk in. So we're looking around and stuff. Nothing, nothing says anything. Pay here. So we started walking towards that room. There's this big, heavy-set kid that looked like he lived in his basement forever. Yes, yes. And they do, too. yes, dude. He Those had little a fat st- bastards. They do. I'm not even kidding you. Yes, yes. It it was. He had a staff, and we start walking. And he goes. He goes, tickets are like tickets, tickets. I was like, we don't got tickets. You need tickets. I was like, well, no one told us we need tickets. And he's like, over there. And I was like, well, I was like, I, well, no one told us about tickets. And he goes, tickets there now. And I looked at him. I said, you know what, Gandalf, if you if you don't take it down a notch, I'm going to take that staff. I'm going to shove it up your ass sideways. And you'd be shitting out spells for a week. <laughs> hey he, he like weird back and he he just like got in the almost got in the corner you know with his glass of soy milk and was like like this and i was like I, my my friend dion's like come on let's get out of here i was like yeah this ain't worth it man so we we why, why? Off, you man. know
2: it's
0: weird though they don't have to be that way yeah you yeah. know they, could yeah, easily, they just, can be nice and just say hey you know like honestly you have your tickets the problem with them is when they when they get a position of power see because probably most their life, you gotta think of this way let's take that situation for a second probably most of his life he's probably talked like shit the whole time Mm
2: -hmm.
0: so like someone like that uh is actually so like people probably bullied them so like they then become a bully right and that's, that's the thing you kind of have to see them for. And I'm not saying what you said was wrong or anything, but the, yeah. I've been there and done that. And, you know, I've, it I've kind me of off, man. dealt with people like that. And then I realize, cause the reality of it is, and there's, yeah. one, there's one person that I know that goes to these comic cons all the time. And, um, you know, they're really not a big celebrity. I mean, they're not really a celebrity at all. They had like a, a guest appearance once i suppose right uh, hey it's more than me than whatever the well not really but <laughs> <laughs> I mean, um, um, <laughs> so um whatever it's it's whatever she gotta uh yeah, i might as well just say it but anyway she's she's known for like one scene in a film or a show but i'm not going to mention who and basically what happened is is like she started getting bookings at these comic cons and it's this uh, inflation of one's ego Mm -hmm. when you have a when you have a booth oh oh, i have a booth right but you paid for that booth okay (laughs) well well, i'm on the poster because once again you paid for it but that's that's fine and then even if you didn't pay for it okay that doesn't mean it doesn't mean you're any better than anyone else right and the people that legitimately have made it aren't like that no no, no I know people I, I spoke to I spoke to Iris Kyle who won the one more Miss Olympias than anyone um really nice person kind you know uh, didn't speak down to me I've also spoken to uh bodybuilders that have never won anything maybe like a regional and uh they're like the worst human beings you can ever talk to so the person who's won it the most and is more successful is a lot more humble than the one uh, the one that has probably had less less experience or less success so that little gandalf guy there the little garden gnome whatever the <laughs> fuck he is <clears throat> i'm going to highlight to you what he's what's going to happen after he was fat right
1: he, yeah, well, he was, he was, he was, Over, you know, he was overweight. So overweight. there's
0: several things that's going on yes. with this, this fucker. Okay. <laughs> probably, he's got, he probably has a bad attitude, right? Yeah. He, he probably smells. Okay. Yeah. Um, when he gets home, uh, he probably, uh, again, is probably either in his mother's basement, his father's basement or a basement. Okay. This, this dude is not living a luxury life, but <laughs> when he goes to these Comic-Cons and he's known amongst his fellow volunteers and they're volunteers and not getting paid for it. He's seen as a god amongst them because his his minions are worse than him.
1: Yeah, yeah. He, he he was in charge of the door, so he was the god of the door there. He can decide who goes in and who doesn't. And he... And, oh, man, I just... <laughs>
0: He was, the, he was, yeah. it was he the gatekeeper?
1: Yeah, he was the gatekeeper, man. He was about. He went, to he,
0: went, he went full Rick Moranis on you.
1: Yeah, he was about to get the size 11 foot of Everett Lee. <laughs> That's what he was about to get, man. I was going to shove my foot up his ass, not in his ass, up his ass so far that he had to move the shoelaces when he brushed his teeth. That's how pissed <laughs> off I was, dude. I was so pissed. But then Dion, thank God, because, I mean, with the... Uh, I have characteristics from my father and I was just almost about to go to that place. I didn't want to go to and Dion reeled me back. He's like, ain't worth it. Let's go. It's like, yeah, let's go. So we walked off and that was, that was that. That,
0: that I'll tell you a quick story if you want to hear it. Okay. That's yeah. Okay. So my first ever comic con was the Rhode Island comic con and if you guys ever have a chance to go, don't.
2: Okay. I <laughs> <laughs> don't. Because <laughs> honestly,
0: don't. it's like, basically, it's like, we're going to put a million people in a room and there's no moving room and whatever else. It's not like a great experience. You are you're you feel like cattle and pretty much, I mean, if anything ever happens, like God forbid a fire, it really is a, a fire hazard. I would never want to go to anything like that. Even if I was invited for a free pass or whatever, I would never want to go to the rhode island comic-con i've been and like an alzheimer's patient i keep coming back
2: <laughs>
0: but no it's not really a good experience so anyway my first experience was at rhode island comic-con and uh the first famous person i saw there i've seen many famous people right but there was um uh, david yost he played billy from the power rangers okay and i just wanted to say hi i thought well, he's he seems nice he wears glasses you know (laughs) know? (laughs) because the red ranger looked kind of intimidating you know and the green ranger was there he does mma he's got tattoos everywhere (laughs) so i'm like i'm gonna talk to billy first because billy was always a good guy and he was quiet and he would says words like prestidigitous and all that stuff anyway so like i'm there I'm like, hey Billy, how you doing? Um, I just got this camera here. I just wanted to maybe I can do a small interview for my cable access show. And he looked at me as if I was a piece of shit and says, Who are you? And I said, I just just want to interview you if it's okay. He's like, Yeah, but you're not anything mainstream. You're gonna have to talk, you're gonna have to talk to my manager, which apparently was his was his was his lover. <sighs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: and then uh you know back in those days seven years ago <laughs> i was uh i was a little uh i didn't give a heck what i, I still kind of don't but <clears throat> i i kind of um he directed me to his manager and then that was like the first like rattle in the, in the tail you know yeah and then his manager is talking to me as a professional. He's actually very professional. Mm-hmm. And then Billy, David Yost, then Chum jump, jumps in. He's like, "Yeah, I don't think he's he's legit, and I, I would rather deal with somebody who's international." And I said, I snapped, <laughs> and I said to him, "Listen, you little fuck. Okay, no one likes you. Okay, even on the show, no one likes you. The reason why I went to see you is because I felt sorry for your fucking ass." <laughs> And then he said, "Security, security, security." So then I'm like, "Oh, I gotta go." So <laughs> then I, I left, and I like I had a coat on, so I took my coat off. And security comes, a bunch of a bunch of guys who look like you know Tweedledee and Tweedledum, and, <laughs> and, and like again, it looks like maybe your guy was there who was at the gate <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> with his Gandalf <get-off> stick. <laughs> so anyway, I go to the next row, right? I go to the next row, and. Uh, <laughs> uh this the lady who plays Catwoman is there
1: um from from maybe, the adam yeah. west right you're talking about yeah but there was yeah. there was
0: three uh this one was a miss america um mayweather may lee mayweather I think it's oh, lee mayweather yeah and she yeah. said uh and, and, her, and his, her daughter was there who's also a stunt woman uh really nice lady and they were so kind to me they were like oh, are you all right i'm like yeah I said something because he was mean to me, and they gave me a big hug. It's like, "Oh, well, do you want to take a photo with us?" And I'm like, "Yes." <laughs> and there's a photo with me wearing a long overcoat with um, Lee Mayweather and her her daughter. Uh, I think her name's Leslie. I'm I'm, I'm please forgive me. I, I'm just um, having some brain fog here, but um, really nice human being
1: and yes. um you were lee she was, lee uh lee mayweather that's who Mayweather. May- yeah yep yeah that's who it is and, right and here. I, I just heard, pulled it up here
0: yeah and her and her daughter and and and, and i later uh met her with her daughter afterwards and i and i thanked her hey you know it, it really was nice of you to be that you were nice to me and i always remembered that because she was so kind and um you know, you don't have to be a dick, okay? Mm-hmm. You know, and and for any famous fuck that's out there, especially wrestlers, if you're a jerk to someone, and let's just say they by accident make it and win an Emmy or Grammy or whatever, they'll remember your ass for that. How how was how was uh, what's his name Cody Rhodes made? Cody Rhodes was made because, um. Uh, the owner of AW is a fan of his, and he was always nice to that fan, and that fan <laughs> made him the number one thing. Mm-hmm. So, you don't have to be a jerk to people.
1: No, yeah, you 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 treat people, you treat people nice, like you just um, treat
2: people well. You know, you I met I mean. met the
1: actor. I met the guy from The Flash at the one year the one year I went to MegaCon in Orlando here. And he was nice to me. He was like, Hey, how's it going? I'm like, hey, pretty cool. And I, I was talking to him there for a minute and he's like, So what the, so what are we doing today? We do an autograph or we taking a picture? I said, How about take a picture? He's like, All right, let's do it. You know, he was he was so like happy that I, you know, came up and he, you know, he gave me five five minutes of his time. Which was, was great. We took a picture. I thanked him, and I, I, I thanked him for what he did on the show. And he says, "I appreciate that." He was a great guy. Came off really great. wasn't like, "Hey, how you doing? What are we doing today?" All right, stand here. You know, you you enjoying yourself. All right, good. All right, bye. You know, nothing like that. He took time to kind of chit chat with me a little bit, which which meant a lot to me when I talked to him
0: see you're and you're given a lot of power like when you're famous, I mean, I'm not famous, but I've been given some power with some stuff that I've done. Yes um, and, when you, and when you have that anything like that, the problem with a lot of them is they don't realize like they would be nothing without anyone else. and there's still nothing without anyone else, right They're only on paper and like in the in the news for now. They're famous, okay. Mm-hmm. So say next week, I don't know, Joe Schmo, is the multi Grammy award winning gibberish rap recording artist, whatever. Okay. Yeah. Well, next week he then treats all of his fans like shit, and then the ne- the week after that, then 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 he spirals out and can't come up with another hit. Yeah. Well, they'll remember that.
2: Oh
1: yeah. Yeah. They're...
0: Yeah, and it's like you know they'll um. There's a lot of celebrities that are bitter and they're mean, and they go to these comic cons just for the payday, which is fine because you know, you know, when you're doing art, you have to take it serious mm-hmm. and perfect it. But if you're like an actor, right, I just understand it's not going to last forever.
1: exactly Exactly.
0: it's and if you get if you get like a role like uncle phil from fresh prince of bel-air then fucking take it that's what you're known for that's it you can go to all the schools you want there's like a lot of these actresses and stuff that i know i'm going to mention one because i don't like them uh because this one because this one dipshit her name is uh uh like beth campbell and she's like local around here in my area she's like i went and i was doing this and whatever else oh and there was another one that i met recently and she's like i was with the groundlings i'm like does it mean anything are you like are you actually good i mean like if you were kind of with them and like whatever i guess you are but if that's your claim to fame and you've not done anything with it fine but meanwhile, like someone like Beth Campbell, he'll go she'll go to I read her resume once. I thought it was this she said skills. Under skills, she says, good with animals. <laughs> okay. Uh 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 can handle a conversation. Like you can't what the fuck? Um <laughs> or <laughs> floral arrangements, you know? Um, you know, and then she's puts down the list of people that trained her to act. Dude, if you have a list of people that have trained you to act, you're not an actor. Like either you can do it or you can't. You know, here's a script, okay? I want you to read this and you're gonna play a bad guy, but do it your way, okay? Okay, fine, do your interpretation. That's all you got to do. Then everyone's like, well, you're demeaning what we do. No, 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 because it's that simple. And if you can't do it, then you shouldn't be an actor. And if you think it's it's difficult, then you shouldn't be it. You're either it or you're not. Okay, you're either born with it or not. Is it a skill? Is it a talent? Yes, it is. We right. don't take it that seriously because it's not going to last forever. Right. Like, learn something. A good actor is somebody who is as constant, is a, is a student of life, okay? Uh-huh. So Harrison Ford is a great actor because he was also a carpenter. So he knows how to work with his hands. He understands what that is. He could play a better role than somebody who got out of acting school. And by the way, for the record, fuck acting school. If you're going to go to college, don't go to college for acting. yeah, Oh, and don't go to college for film. You can learn a majority of this shit either on YouTube or just doing. Just do film. Just shoot. That's that's how you learn. These yeah. idiots, they'll go to college. I'm being taught by, I don't know, they'll say, they'll name drop Martin Scorsese's teaching my class. He's not going to hire your fucking ass because, you know, you're learning from him. I mean, you you may learn some things here and there, but he learned by just doing and getting denied and all that stuff. That's what makes a great director. That's what makes a great uh, actor. You're denied. You're 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 you. Then improve. That's that's it. No no no. Coach can teach you that. No teacher can teach you that.
1: Mm-mm. You know. No, that's like uh, and all these. Yeah, that's like. Uh, I was uh, since you brought since you brought that up there, I want to bring up Lollipop Gang. The yeah. the the movie that you've been you've been working on. I mean, you you haven't released it yet though, but you have. I, me and uh, David C. Russell, I do want to say, David C. Russell's listening in tonight, and he says, "Hey, he says, tell tell Chris hello. I'm listening right now. Tell him Good. I said what. He and, better
0: be ready for his role. Damn it!
1: <laughs> <laughs> I did watch that episode when you were on Deathmatch Russell podcast, but did you? We, we, nice. Yeah, yeah. I like, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it. I, I definitely did. But me and him watched the lollipop gang trailer and we were the new one. Yeah. We, we, the one that you sent, the one you sent us, the one you sent. Well, I got a
0: brand new one. I'll send you the new one so you
1: can see it. Okay. I, I'd definitely like to check that one out, but the one you sent us, we watched it. We were dying laughing. We're like, wow, this is great. This is, this is great right here. And when I, when I seen it after I seen it, and then after what you said on David's podcast about, what you just said to me here, or you just mentioned, it makes a lot of sense because, I mean, how, how fun has it been or interesting has it been for you making that movie there?
0: I'll tell, you the, I'll tell you the cliff notes, and I'll tell you the in-depth stuff. I don't work with actors. I work with people. Um, I'll start with this. I, I do not work with actors. I work with people. Okay? I hate actors. Okay. No offense. And if you're an actor, Hey, that's your issue. But like actors are fake. They're They, they, they act. That's why I like working with pro wrestlers. I like working with veterans. I like working with anyone the fuck else. That's not an actor because guess what? We're all celebrities in our own way. And that's what we got to remember. You don't need to go to acting school to, to, to do something. If I say, Hey, you know what? Um, Everett, uh, I got a couple lines for you. Want you to try it out. Uh whatever you do, don't think. Just do the lines. You'll be a great actor. You want to know why? Because you don't think about it. Just you just do it. it. So, like, I'll give you an example. Angel was my first. Eventually, what I'm doing is I'm I'm actually going back to college. I got accepted to Western Governors University and i'm going to be coming a uh, going to get a masters in education. Uh, Angel was my first student. So when i met her 3 years ago, i met her at Evan Ginsberg's uh, 350 days that documentary, which was a great documentary. Yes. Hi Evan, thank you for everything Evan. Evan's like god to us.
1: Yes, i love that documentary. It's so it's it's amazing. I
0: love I yes. him. So anyway, um he's been kind of like a guide in us and then and then Angel at that point in my life I was I kind of wanted to stop filmmaking, and I kind of wanted to stop a lot of things mm-hmm. uh and the good thing with angel and I is we we help build each other okay <clears throat> and she's she in a way she kind of acted like a muse right, and she tried to say "You can do this, you can do this um and then. I started teaching her how to act in wrestling. You kind of know how to act, but it's different for film. Cinema is a different uh, form of acting. You have to be more disciplined with certain things, you know, just fine tune. Certain things actually, you're then the perfect actor. If you already have pro wrestling training. Um, so anyway, it was a very long process. However, I had her. You also have to you can't like I can't have her play someone that she's not, okay, because then it's not gonna be a good performance. So I sized her up and I'm like, okay, well, she is funny, she's quirky, she's got some some of this. So with her, I'm gonna there was a role that I was trying to write in. And again, this is this is how I understand how Vince thinks he needs to find the right guy to play the undertaker i needed someone to play shelly nunchucks and shelly nunchucks is a real person and god i hope she is listening and hope she goes on some rant and gets upset and sends me another cease and desist because you know what this film is the truth this film is is the reason why it's considered funny. And again, funny is opinion. If you like it, I appreciate that. And that means a lot to me. Some people may not think it's funny, but what I try to do is preach the truth in this film. People try. The story is people try to be things that they're not, and I'm basing it on Rhode Island and where I live. People in my town try to be things that they, one guy was like a, a club owner and he wanted to be a gambler and a, and a mobster. And that's what it's based on. And, Angel portrays Shelly Nunchucks better than Shelly Nunchucks. It's it's so uncanny, the physical comedy she's able to do and the execution of what that person was, because she did do her homework. And um, her name, it, we based it on Shelly Nunchucks Finnegan, and she was an ex of mine, and I, I said to her, uh, um, so... <laughs> when I knew her and she moved in with me, I said, that's why she named Shelly Nunchucks. And she's like, yeah, because I'm going to be an action star. I'm Jackie Chan. And she's obsessed with Jackie Chan. And I'm like, well, did you do martial arts? And she's like, yeah, 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 I did martial arts. You know, I'm like, a, I'm like well, what, uh, what like rank are you or what style? And she's like capoeira. I'm like, there's, they don't really use nunchucks and capoeira. It's a good martial art. Right. Um, wouldn't be one that i would choose because it's not very effective it is but it isn't there's flaws i like traditional martial arts which i i do i do partake in currently i just got my blue belt um but it's something that's not really practical in actual battle so anyway the point i'm trying to make is i was like show me and she had nunchucks with her show me your nunchuck skills and she's trying to do it like this and whatever else she hits herself in the head and i'm like you're you don't you're not an action star i mean that's the reality of it i mean you know i was kind of sarcastic with her like did your like parents like tell you you could do anything <laughs> like, <laughs> and you know, you know and and like you think like like it's like it's one of those things like oh timmy's gonna be uh he's gonna play for the red sox you'll see and then Timmy wakes up one, one day, and he's 25 years old. He's sleeping in an apartment. There's pizza boxes everywhere. And all because he thought he was going to be a Red Sox catcher. You'll be a Red Sox catcher if they, if they need a catcher, okay? You'll be a, a, an action star if you're an action star. Not if you go to a million fan fests. And that's kind of the basis of this character. I love this character. I love writing for this character. And and Angel and I have discussed this and uh she does have a busy year this year. But we are gonna be shooting more scenes with her, which, you know, uh ever we're gonna be shooting with um uh with your friend there. And you know, we 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 we've I like this character because there's an innocence about the character. Right. She's incredibly innocent. And like Angel and I worked on these these films why we are doing this, because it was like you know, when Angel and I were together, we were like uh we were like a one-two knockout punch with with the films that we were producing. Like we were just every month I'd be up in Jersey and we'd be shooting something, we'd be coming up with this and this and this and this and, this and believe it or not it was incredibly creative and we had some phenomenal shoots we had some bad shoots too but Mm -hmm. anything we ever shot we're actually going to use like the bad shoots we like i i wanted to try and do like a a kind of like a batman but like adam west batman superhero film and we and when we shot it i thought it was gonna be a little more serious and uh <laughs> it looks like shit. <laughs> like, so the only way to make that work is all right angel's going to play the shelly nunchucks character and that shelly nunchucks character is going to be in this film,
1: right. right
0: and um that being said i'm telling saying this for a reason if you if you shoot Always try to recycle what you have because you don't know if you may not, may or may not use. Always save. And if anyone's a filmmaker out there, always save what they got because you don't know if you may. Look, you might even do it. Like, say you shoot a film and your friend Fred's in it and and Fred passes away. Well, Christ, you could then do a documentary for, for Fred's family and say, hey, you remember when Fred was on this set? It didn't make it in this cut, but, you know, it was like 10 minutes of him. I don't know, playing guitar or something like that. Always always right. archive your stuff. Exactly. Um, yeah. Which is why I'm going in the more of the documentary format rather than f- like actually making film. And again, it's it, the magical thing with me and Angel was and with her was we we shot like forty-three films wow. in two years. Short short films uh feature films, music videos, 43 projects at least. Right. And then created a New England music hall. I mean, it was uncanny what the heck we did. You know, the thing with her and I right now is it's like when Bret Hart was with uh Jim Neidhart, you know.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Um it was it was time for them to just get broken up. Um well, it's not really a good comparison. Uh, I don't know. It's, it's like when Dean Martin was with Jerry Lewis, I guess. I don't know, but less ugly. Well, I don't know. <laughs> We've had some her and I, her and I argue over stuff. And it's more of a creative argument. I'm like, I'm like, look, let's just put this shot here. And she's like, no, Christopher mm-hmm. doesn't make any sense. Yes, it does. It makes perfect sense. <laughs> Why are you questioning me? And then like, See a third person would see us and they're like, Oh my God, they hate each other. And then we don't, we actually, we care about each other and we love each other very much. It's just like, we, we literally will argue, but as we're arguing, we actually are creating as well. Right. And a lot of people don't understand that, including her friend, uh, Joy, and she gets all like, why are you two arguing? Because we're creating joy. Okay. Go, go in your corner. Go, 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 go. (laughs) <laughs>
2: but
0: <laughs> what we do what we do have man is this angel has one of the best performances that one of the best female performances i've seen is by angel we my best comedic female performance i've seen in a long time because she put her whole self into that character Mm -hmm. and again she was never trained as an actress she didn't go to acting school there was no you know she didn't go to nyu and get a whatever but she's a very capable individual who in the end she actually really impressed me because i really didn't think she could pull it off because it was it is it's hard to do a role that's a comedic
1: role. Take a quick break. And when we come back, we'll dive more into the conversation right here. But first, there's a couple things I do want to mention. Keep up with the latest shows and content from Podcast City Network over on PodcastCity.net. Follow them on Facebook.com slash Podcast City Network. Twitter at Podcast City Net. Subscribe to our YouTube channel, Podcast City Network on Twitch, Podcast City Network network podcasting network top source for independent podcasting be creative be yourself whether it's a sticker for your car a t-shirt for that special someone or a neck guarded to keep safe during covid19 podcasting network has you covered Grab the latest PCN gear today at podcastcity.net slash shop to show your support for your favorite show or shows from Podcasting Network today. Want to start a podcast trying to grow your current show? Podcast City Network is here to help. We currently offer services for social media advertising, marketing, live stream hosting, custom logo design and branding, transcript services, custom intro and outro videos, audio video editing, press kits, one-on-one consultants, and much more. So don't wait. Contact us today. PodcastC.net slash services. Head over to the website, fill out the form, get in contact with Podcast City Network. Have you ever wanted to start a podcast but didn't know how? Do you already have a podcast but you don't know how to grow it? Are you trying to find ways to make your podcast profitable? You can learn how to do it here at Podcast City Network. We offer consultant services, tutorial classes to help with learning, to better expand your knowledge, to grow your show. We also give access to our network of shows to help with cross-promotions, guests, and overall reach while becoming a part of our ever-expanding PCN community based on people helping people. The best part is no membership fee. So what are you waiting for? Fill out the contact form below right here over on podcastcity.net slash join now and sign up today. Podcasting Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative. Be yourself.
0: You're listening to The Everett Lee Show.
1: Pulled up the cast right here. And yeah, Janine, one of the original glow girls, man. I mean, she... That's that's great. You got her in it, and you even play. A, it looks it looks like like you play a role in it too as well. And I'm just going. Yeah. So this.
0: basically, I'll tell you the truth on it. Um, there was a there was an actor. I'm probably gonna catch heat for it, but I don't care. Any press is good press at this point. there was an actor who was a very promising lead male actor in this. And his name was Joe. He's still in it, but Joe has potential. And if you are listening, Joe, Joe, you have potential to be probably one of the best. But the problem with Joe is, um, no, oh, he lacks. It's not talent he lacks. He has great talent. He's got perfect, impeccable timing. He lacks confidence in himself. Right. You know, the last shoot. The last shoot we did, we shot forty-five scenes in one day. Forty-five. Wow. That's usually you shoot three. It's three scenes in one day. We shot forty-five. And I was a I was I was like not I was I was like a drill sergeant. Let's go, let's do it, let's do it, let's do it. But I also knew how far I could bring some of these people. Now, you know, Joe is talented enough to be a great leading man and great supporting too. But it's just you know, he brought his friends and he treated it like it was a a day at the park here and it's not, we're, we're getting down to business and we're working and, and we're creating, we're creating something here. I don't want your fucking friends there, dude. Don't ever go into my fucking set with your goddamn friends and have a party and whatever else. Guys, you can bring people that you're, you're working with and stuff, but it is focus time. Afterwards, you can play all you want. Right. But I treat this thing very seriously because. It's my name on you. It's my name on everyone else. And it's my name on the project. And if it sucks, I get the I get the win or I get the loss. Just like a pitcher or a goalie, okay? You know, they're going to remember the horrible game that um, Randy Johnson threw. They're not going to remember his, his great games. I mean, they they will, but obviously because he was such a great fucking pitcher. But they're going to bring up, for every great game, they're going to remember the time he went against Larry Walker, and he kicked his ass, and you know, it's like, yeah, they're gonna remember that stuff, so and I am a perfectionist. Um, Jeannie Basson, though, was, and is, a very underrated and underappreciated actress, and talent, she has more talent than, Jeannie Basson has more talent than anyone I've ever worked with, by far, and I've worked with a lot of people, and I I wish that someone can, can, I, I hope with this, she can get discovered with, with anyone, because honestly, great personality, uh, speaks very well, articulates, uh, good with people, you know, and, and can make anyone look good in a scene by, by bringing their potential up. Right. Um, and all around just great. I mean, looks, obviously she's, she looks great. Um, Jeannie Basson is probably the MVP of that film, honestly, because she was able to take this film. Because mentioning the the lead male actor, we had to we had to write him out because he was just becoming difficult on set, and you know that happens. It sucks. Um, you know, it's it's. I'm not going to pull punches. Um, I had a lot of faith in Joe, uh, but Jeannie was. Jeannie was able to save that film mm-hmm. and we owe it and i owe it to her to to say that flat out and i mean multi-talented she makes soaps she she does a lot and she was the original glow girl on 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 all the seasons and she was even on the pilot episode too and she's wrestled for nwa her and cheryl um cheryl russo who's who, so her <laughs> the her opponent who's 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 in it uh, makes a cameo appearance. Um, and it's kind of it's kind of fun, but Cheryl just plays Cheryl in the film. She doesn't play a role. She plays herself. And um right. you know we make fun of things. We make fun of a, we don't mean to make fun or hurt. We just we're doing a reflection. Like there's a lot of podcasts out there that aren't good, and they're they're the same mundane questions, you know, whatever else, whatever else. And, you know, I, I knew this guy. <laughs> his name was. Uh, I might as well just say who who the heck's who and who inspired what. Unfortunately it's for the negative but like uh, the guy had a Loki and the Jabroni show. I think it's I think it was Loki and Jabroni or something. Right. And they had like a really weird podcast. It wasn't professional. It was very whatever. And so in the film i make fun of people who have like lame podcasts like anyone can have a podcast (laughs) you and i have spoken about this before but it takes a lot to have a good podcast okay it it does Uh, so in this film I, i pretty much it's showing the truth it's like the other thing that inspired it was uh the emperor's new clothes you know, Emperor's new clothes, everyone's kissing the Emperor's ass and whatever else. Oh, they look great. He really is walking around naked. And then some guys, are like the kids, like, you're naked. And he's like, oh, I, I, and the truth hurt because he thought he was like, he look cool. Yeah. But, yeah. you know, it, that's, that's literally what this film is about. Big fish, small pond, and people who enable each other thinking that they're better than they actually really are. And that's what I'm, I'm kind of exposing. You know, just be yourself. That's the whole, thing. Yes, it's a comedy and stuff, but the the there is a wholesome message, and that is just just be yourself. You don't have to be, if you're a plumber, be the best plumber you can be. If you're a cashier, be the best cashier you can be. Okay. And there's no shame in that. If you're a coal miner, if you're like dude, just I don't care who anyone is. Honestly, I'm not friends with a lot of I'm not friends with a lot of actors or, or film people. Uh, or really, artists for that matter, um, because I—it's half the time they're not talking about real things, like superficial things. Very few artists that I'm associated with, I—you know—they're a little bit more realistic. You know, uh, right? Eccentric in their own way, but they're still good, kind people. Um, that's who I like to talk to, and that's who I like to. Hang around, that's who I like to involve in things i don't I don't do fake you know uh yeah. the veteran who's on the street and needs a coffee I'll buy him a coffee and we'll and we'll talk. why not? I don't want to be famous if I win an oscar i don't I don't give a shit right you know I, if I win an Emmy, I don't care either um, you know I, <laughs> trust <laughs> me, I got all these awards over here so so you know oh. Yeah. I don't need any more, man. Like like they don't mean <laughs> shit in the end. I mean.
1: Right. You, you just this bl- you just enjoy doing it. It's something you love love to do. I I, get I just
0: it. like to tell the truth. Yeah. I don't I don't like lying anymore. And like um I think that's why I'm going the the documentary route because you know, even even with the Circle Champions film, um yes. with all these women that are now involved with it, they get to have a voice.
1: Yes, that that was tell their story. That, that was that was going to be my next thing I was going to ask you there, Chris Christopher, oh. about about documentaries. Since you're yeah you're on the route on we're talking about do- documentaries and filmmaking. Yeah, circle circle of champions: the history of women's pro wrestling. I heard pretty much what you described on David's podcast, but on this one here let the listeners and viewers know what this documentary is about, because it's the thing I find fascinating about it is how long you've been working at this. That's what I find neat about it. It's it's
0: been about give or take 12 to 15 years. It's a long time. uh, Originally it was just about women's wrestling and now it's evolved into how women are treated in society. um, and obviously what we metaphorically use wrestling to show what they, what they have to go against because also uh, all these women that are just in mainstream society, they need people to look up to like wonder woman or wonder. It's a lot of them look up to your Wendy Richter's, your Jazzes, um, Medusa, China, uh, Luna. Sherry Martel they all look up to people like that um and that's very positive so if it could turn it into a positive and again originally it it I still was shooting for a while but I didn't want to release it as a wrestling film and I still don't I don't think it should be a wrestling film right it should be a film about inspiring other other women cuz there's not many there's not there's very few heroes that women actually have like even comic book heroes you got storm <laughs> wonder woman uh like black widow Supergirl, and, and like bat girl and there's just knockoffs of like batman or whatever i was iron man so it's like you know it's like that's what's also to me i hope i can do that right not only that but originally it was just me shooting it with with mike magelnik A cinematographer out of um, Monroe, Connecticut, who's uh, probably the greatest cinematographer you can ever work with. Um, And then I realized there needs to be a women's perspective, and I I don't care about sharing the glory on this. And so I teamed up with Kathy Steele, and she is the drummer for Sister Funk, who is a phenomenal band. They are great. Um, And then Catherine Kramer is going to be on the soundtrack with Sister Funk, along with... Urraje, Spudate, Waller, um, Kay Bear, uh, uh, Jen, more, M- M- I can never say J- Jen J Rex, Mor- Morgana, I can't ever say her name. Uh, so it's an all female soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Um, jazz is is producing this with um, Gary Wolf from ECW. Um, Susan Tex Green was the first openly gay female wrestler she's um producing this movie she also stars in it she talks about a lot of stuff like the time she she, she beat mula in the ring and took her belt in real life
1: <laughs>
0: and of course vince tries to hide that but she she beat her in a shoot match because
1: yeah what's I guess, what's like, the story about that moola
0: slapped her in the face mula slapped her in the face and then Susan beat just like put her in a a hold and forced her to tap out.
1: <laughs> wow. Like, and she really took her belt. She really took it.
0: Yeah, it's and you can look it up too. Uh, <laughs> and then she had to, of course, vacate it because you know, scripting wise, you can't do that.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: But she did it, and she's the only one that I know that really did something like that. Which is revolution, of course. Vince doesn't want everyone to know, but it is historically, it's been acknowledged by by him and a few others. But um, so, yeah, that happened. That legit, legitimately happened. Um. So, I think what I going to say, you know, and, and Angel's in it too. Angel talks about her story. I mean, Angel is probably one of the best in ring wrestlers. That should have made it to like WWE, but didn't. <sighs> and there's a reason why. And again, it's her her reason has to do with you know, people try to manipulate people's lives and make it so that they, they can't move forward. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Nikki Moshe from Empowered Fitness, um, she's been the producer of this ever since day one. And you know, she tells a story about you know, she had cancer that was in her face, and uh, competed as a bodybuilder, was a full-time mom, opened a gym during COVID, and is one of the number one gyms in Danvers, uh, Massachusetts.
1: Wow, that's amazing. She, you know,
0: she's in it, and you know, that's a really good. She also was a wrestler. Yeah. Um, you know, not the extent of jazz or whatever else, but she was. She was in high school. She was the first female to compete in um in high school wrestling and ex and and at least in exeter but potentially the state of new hampshire uh-huh. so like legit wrestling yes she had that background uh physique competitor a champion actually npc champion um so her story is interesting so you know i th- i think it's gonna be very positive it, it may do well in the Film festivals, I hope. Right. Um, by the end of next year, we will be finished with probably six documentaries. Wow. There's a film right now that i'm I star in <laughs> that's been banned actually in really United States and uh Europe and pretty much everywhere else. So the film and I, I star in it. I don't I didn't direct it. Um but it's like the anti-film in a way. It's uh it breaks all the rules. And it's <laughs> it's a film about making a film.
1: Film about making uh, a film. Wow.
0: And uh it's called How to Make Fucked Up Films. It's directed <laughs> by Bijou Visvanath. I'll I'll send you the uh the trailer.
1: Yeah, like I'd definitely like to see that. I I'd definitely like to see that there. Wow. That's, that's, that is, that's, that's crazy, man. I, if I remember you did mention that on when you were on David's podcast there, but, um, with the, the circle of champions, the history of women's pro wrestling, are you, are you looking to release that here by next year? It'll be, um, it's
0: going to go to the film festival circuit first. Okay. Um, and that's where we're going to see where it goes. Um, you know we were given offers uh you know wwe i'm kind of wanted it and they probably still do who knows I don't, i'm not interested in selling anything to wwe right um i want to be just away from them as much as possible and It's and like again I, I praise vince and whatever else but i just i don't want to be in that uh that world ever you know, because there's no creative freedom. You can't do anything. You have to do everything their way. And, you know, I'm fine with that. I mean, from a spectator's perspective with WWE, yeah, they're cool. But, like, I would never work with them. I would never work for them either. Never. Yeah. And I can say that because, um, you know, I I don't have to, like, all these wrestlers, it's only one place you go, and that's WWE. You know, I mean, legitimately. I mean, like everywhere else, yeah, you got NWA and stuff, but
2: mm-hmm.
0: it's not like you're making like
1: career on it.
0: And-
1: yeah, yeah, but there, there's options. There's options. I, kn- I know, I know how you feel about Cody, but when he, left, I don't, I
0: don't, I don't when, hate him. I just
1: don't I, think he's as big as he.
2: Right,
0: like Omega's good. Like Kenny yeah. Omega's good, but he's not like. Huge. I mean, again, if he goes to Vince, he he's probably going to be in a tag team, or he's probably going to be a mid Carter. Yeah, but he he probably that's not a bad thing. You need people to be able to carry a match like that. Uh But you wouldn't put either either them against like a giant dinosaur, like you know, Roman Reigns or something, because they're they're just not.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but huge. When when Cody when he left when he left he he proved and showed that he did succeed in his own way outside yeah. of that with the stuff he did with the uh, with roh bullet club yes that i mean what he did right there he he proved and showed that it's like you don't need wwe to you know you you make your own path it's like if you decide yeah, you can, to go and, there and he, then you can and, go and, there you yeah. know and you got for options. that I, I i commend him i think he,
0: yeah. he is a very self-made individual and that's hard to do yeah but as a wrestler just viewing him, you know, yeah, I mean he's he's good for ROH, he's good for AEW.
1: Right. He would be
0: he's great for TNA, he's great for NWA. If you want to know my honest opinion, could he ever be a WWE heavyweight champion? No. It's just it just it's
1: well one of the one of the stories was remember when he was doing the Stardust gimmick? Oh, God, yeah. Yeah. Okay, he wanted, after after his father passed away, he wanted to drop the Stardust gimmick and go back to being Cody, Cody Rhodes. Apparently, he got stuck in that, and that's when they were doing the draft split, you know, like these, the you go here on Raw, you're here on Raw, you guys here on SmackDown. He begged, or not begged, he basically pleaded or tried to convince him that let him him drop the gimmick. And he got to the point where, you know what? Let me wrestle on both Raw and SmackDown, but on Raw, I'll be Stardust. But on SmackDown, I'll be Cody Rhodes. They didn't want to do that because with Dusty passing, and if Cody would have dropped being Stardust and went back to Cody Rhodes... They didn't want nothing to stop that push, that Roman Reigns push. They were afraid he he might get o- over their you know them trying to push Roman. Remember they pushed Roman down everyone's throat for four years. It was during that time there. They didn't yeah, want I mean, no one. Honestly, to. Honestly,
0: even now Roman yeah. sucks. I
1: mean, <laughs> you know, it, I it, mean, it's just like he's been thrown into like, that role, man. Roman been,
0: has this stupid face where he's just like he's a serious, serious looking. Can't cut a promo. He's not he's not his cousin or whatever hey, the hell the rock is to I him. gotta
1: say, I gotta say the one of the best things. This is me. One of the best things, Christopher, was sticking a great mouthpiece like Paul Heyman next to him. <laughs> it it's hey, Paul wrestlers. Heyman's a great mouthpiece, man. <laughs>
0: and they need more wrestlers with managers.
1: Yeah, they like my favorite manager, I met him in person and I've talked to him a lot, quite a bit when he was here in Daytona, Jimmy Hart, Mouth of the South Jimmy Hart, one of my favorite managers. I, How many I,
0: managers are out there right now in WWE?
1: <laughs> I don't none. know. I don't watch WWE. I can't answer that. I can't answer that. <laughs> I know you're looking at me none, like like there's, there's, there's no there's,
0: none. there's no man. None. <laughs> there is none.
1: Yeah. There's I would say none.
0: I just think it's to the point where... Well, that's the thing. There is none.
1: Right. They're freezing up again. There you are. It sucks. (laughs) Technology, (laughs) don't you love it?
0: (laughs) Fucking hate it. (laughs) Uh. Today, today somebody... uh, He's like a really good artist. Uh, he's like one of my favorite artists. Uh, they posted something about joan baez And just to fuck with them. I said who He's like look it up and i'm like that's why millennials can't learn because you guys don't teach us things You know, I just I like messing with people man <laughs> You guys want to have a good time, you know call a bank and look for and prank phone call and say hey, uh, i'm looking for robin banks and look, if people get offended, tell them to move to Siberia too. That's my, my new thing, okay? Because you know what? We only live once here. I might as well tell all the jokes we can and laugh as much as we can. And you know
1: exactly humor, humor, humor.
0: Everyone's too too. Um, what's the word? Uh,
1: sensitive, amended. uptight, butt hurt, ass jackals. That's what I call them, ass jackals. Yes, my nephew. Shout out to my nephew for coming up with that word. He came up with that word a few years ago on one of the early episodes of the Everett Lee Show. He came up with it. It was just I. It was one of those moments where I didn't know what he was going to say, and he just came out with it. And I was like, I love it. I made a T-shirt of it. You can buy uh, on the Everett Lee Show Spread spread Spreadshirt website but I throw all that shit out there and no one bought one damn thing. I put creative creativity into these uh, t-shirts. No one bought one damn thing. So I shut the shop down where uh, I actually, I just quit promoting it. I mean, but, I think you, just, you know, it's you like, tried. it's like, like social media. I use, I use social media to promote what I do right here. I, th- I put out that I've, Tweeted out. I have posted tonight probably two or three times. This episode, I could go on and change my profile picture, and I'll get like a, I'll get all these likes. And I'm like, it, if you could, you could, you could like
2: and comment yeah, yeah, yeah. on my like profile that's picture.
1: Happens. Like that's but why that's don't where, like, you do Instagram that with my podcast? They,
0: they pop in. It's so stupid.
1: It it is. Why don't sure. why don't you do it with my podcast? Why don't why don't you why don't you like and share that instead of like liking and when I changed my profile picture, that's that's what that's what gets me. But this is, um, this,
0: like, here's the thing too, like the problem with like there are bad podcasts out there, right? Yeah, and there's one there's one jackass I can't stand. I'm not gonna mention his name, but hope to God he's watching because he may be older, but I'm gonna be staying here longer i'm going to be pumping out a lot of good stuff and what they do is they try to destroy people okay yeah and you know i think people also get a little uh nervous about going on certain podcasts because um you don't know because there's, there's too many bad ones out there okay there is so again yes. in, in this in this individual who's out of the new york area i'm not going to mention his name and you know who i'm talking about whoever you are well Listening in, I know he's watching me because he's he he criticizes everything I do, blasts me without mentioning my name. Um he just talk shit. There's two for every one good podcast, there's like six that are questionable. Um, you know, and that's the reality of it. Like on Facebook and social media. It sucks. It does.
1: I I can't stand it because No, it's stupid. Do you remember a time in your life when we didn't have this? It was yeah, we life used to was so much easier.
0: and stuff <laughs> and have fun. Yeah. And not go on little rants about whatever and I hate it when these idiots take photos of what the fuck they eat and they're like I'm having a me day today. I can't deal with life and stuff like that. <laughs> go to the fucking gym and do something and and don't go to these fucking comic cons (laughs) now (laughs) dude it smells like ass and grease paint over there and then they're all pretending they're things that they're not like i mean i guess if you're like you know into that stuff go ahead go for it and go to your ren fair crap things and whatever the heck else and if that makes you feel happy and normalizes yourself fine but then it turns into a fucking religion and then they're trying to press you on it and then like, I went there once to one of these Comic Cons, and this lady dressed up as Vampirella. Yeah. You know?
1: Vampirella.
0: And, like, she has, like, a corset on. Cause, like, you know, I'm not trying to be mean, but most fat chicks did this thing where they put a corset on and they, like, squeeze themselves into these things, <laughs> make it look like their boobs are bigger. When it's not, it's just extra fat being pumped to your face. That's what it is. <laughs> you know? I mean, I got to lose a couple pounds here, but, but Jesus Christ, these people are fat. They need a wheelbarrow to. To, to, to walk around with her stomach all hanging out like that. Anyway, going back to this thing. This woman had the the audacity to wear like a vampirella thing. And vampirella is barely barely wearing any clothes. Okay. Yeah. It was disgusting. It was like, you know, her, her legs were popping out and and they're all like hangy down skin and look like cottage cheese. And it's just like, ah, bleh. <laughs> And stand it. Wow. If Angel was here, she'd. Be, Christopher, stop saying those things. Horrible, It's horrible. What you say. It's mean? You mean Christopher trying to be mean? That's why you don't have any friends. All
1: right. <laughs> like, Angel. Is she was a lot of fun when I j- popped in on David's podcast. He, she she was a lot of fun to talk to. She she was. No,
0: she's really nice. I she is. She, I I enjoyed that just,
1: because I was up front because I'm like. I'm not too familiar with you with your time in ECW. So I was pretty much up front with that right there because David likes doing that, man. I got to rib David here for a minute. David likes pulling me in unexpectedly. I'll comment or like on his podcast. Hey, Everett, come join me. I'm like, shit. I'm like, yeah, I better do this. Um, He has all these comments flying by and he's missing it because this monitor and I know he has a problem. Seeing the monitor. That's why David misses a he's lot of. He's Got
0: some good questions. compliments there, and I like his compliments.
1: Yeah, he's David's great, and I, I jump in there and you know I I I help him out, man. When he needs help, he'll he'll holler at me. Hey, I need help on something. I help him right there. When he was like, you know, having a hard t- it's a hard time, you know, mentioning his social media and stuff at the end of his podcast. I'm like. Why don't you just record it and just play it? Yeah,
0: just record it. You know, to do it always.
1: Yeah. So, by the
0: way, by the way, by speaking of the cosplay stuff here,
1: yeah. Okay. What's all right? Let me describe this to the audio listeners. Uh, you're showing me a picture of someone in a white tank top with a yellow bandana under.
0: So she's trying to be Shira from but she's got like it's like it's like she looks nothing like she-ra okay she basically has all these uh like spray painted gold duct tape things look there's a reason why they're not superheroes okay <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Fuck. i i hey I, I shira i was a he he man when I was growing up. Look yeah. it, I was
0: a I was a yeah. either of them fan, but the thing is this, and you have people dressing up them in cosplay uniforms and stuff, charging for autographs. By the way, yeah. shout out to anyone who does that. Fuck you. Cause <laughs> you're not them. Now you stupid bastards.
1: Talking about talking about Comic Cons. Now go ahead. I gotta say this. My a good friend of mine, he's a he he retired this well actually at the end of last year from working in the ring. He retired. He's done with it because his knees, he's like, and Yeah,
0: that's going to do it to him. Yeah.
1: So really good friend of mine. I've known him for about going on 12 years now. So we, he found out I was going to the comic con a few years back. I think this was like 2016. So in 2016, he, he said he was going to go. So he calls, There there there's only one reason why he was going to it to meet Adam West. He's a big Batman fan. He has okay. Batman collect, you know, collectabilia. He has that stuff, and he has some of the coolest shit I've I've seen for you know collecting Batman. So he wanted to meet the Batman. To him, I mean, he, yeah, Adam West was the Batman, you know, because of this TV show. But he wanted to meet him. So I'm there running around with my my nephew and uh, a friend of mine that i knew that we met up there with and we're running around with her and we're just you know and you know checking out everything as we walk around and stuff so he calls me he's like hey you at megacon I was like yeah uh because i was way over on the other side of the building and he he just came in on the other side and he's like i'm gonna go see adam west i was like all right i was like i'm over on this side he's like well i'm gonna be over here i was like all right he's like We'll run into each other. If not, then uh, I'll hire at you tomorrow. I'm like, cool. So we get sidetracked. We (laughs) end up heading back over that way. I didn't see him. So we got sidetracked. Time went by. So I was like, oh, shit. I told my nephew, I was like, I got to call. I got to call. I got to call Tom. So I called him up. I'm like, hey, man. I was like, I'm over here. I don't see you. He's like, oh. I'm already home. I'm like, what? He's like, yeah. yeah. He's like he ran, he, he went in, went straight to Adam West, waited, got up there, talked to him for a bit, got his autograph, everything, and uh took a picture. That was it. He was in and out. He said I was he said he was only there for one reason. Meet Adam West, get in and get the hell out. He didn't care about anything else. And he yeah. did that. He did that. And he has his autograph there it's up there with his uh batman collect you know collectability and eh, i'm probably saying that wrong but you know what i mean
0: <laughs> yeah yeah no, because you know I, I i see i thought that adam west was really cool and yeah see but i mean that's the thing too like if you're living your dream that's cool but like right. if it's your like like again i'm looking at these people that are trying to just try to be things that they're not and then they like charge autographs and they're like You know, like they're not the real person and stuff. Like, yeah, you know, like, you know, like these, you know, Mm -hmm. they do this thing where they're putting like silicone, like, here, like this. No way. You're
2: not
1: healthy. Oh, wow. He's showing me right now. Christopher is showing me a picture of a woman with dark hair. Looks like they're wearing almost Barely anything with a red outfit with
0: Yeah, it's, it's hips. trying to be the Vampirilla thing. I was Vampirilla. trying to see, I, I was trying to see if there was so many bad ones, but basically like she's got like kind of implants and yeah. uh, oh she does the same one for the the so look. It's all
1: Wow. Yeah. That <laughs> hips are this isn't
0: this isn't attractive. This a lot of Hey. this is
1: yeah, well, some people like that, man. Some of those, some of the, you know, the geek, geek them like like that stuff. They I mean, like, I it. guess, like but it, I mean, really
0: think about it, man. Like, is, is that even helpful?
1: You uh, know, well, I mean, it's <laughs> not my thing, not your thing, it's someone's thing. You know, you know, there's something there's definitely
0: something it's out
1: someone's there. thing, it's not ours, but it's someone's. It's someone's. That's yeah, I. I, I I know what I get. What you're—it's just, it's just what you're the stench
0: about. over there too. It, it, to me, it always—it's always smelled like, It just always smells like bo when you're there. And then, <laughs> and then like you know, the other sad thing is you get some people that just—I mean, a lot of the a lot of celebrities just don't want to be there. They're just like, oh, it
1: sucks. Yeah, some
2: you know, and, and a lot of more like it ch- ch- like maybe like if it. they're
0: like a little bit later on in their careers, they enjoy it. But then right. you know, afterwards are like, you know, whatever. So.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You you mentioned the New England Music Hall of Fame. Tell me about that. Tell yeah. me you 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 told me a little bit. and I heard you talk yeah. a little bit about it. Uh, uh well tell we me had, a little bit more about Angel that Angel
0: actually yeah. created that and at the time we were trying to and we still are, we're still kind of working on it here and there.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Is, uh promote, preserve, um, educate, unite people, the New England area. Um, because there is no preser- preservation of actual people that have actually legit made it, um, in New England. Now, that being said, I'm telling you this, I'm going to tell you this before I get into it. There's a lot of guys that want to like, and in- I'll get emails and to anyone who sends me an email to, uh, induct your friend's band and to induct, you know, a cover band. Fuck you. Okay. No, <laughs> doesn't work that way. Shut the fuck up. I'm not a president of an organization that's going to be PC on your ass. Okay. I'm I'm gonna be dead serious. Okay. These people who have legit fucking made it, who have who have toured and done everything they could and made it their career, or were at least pioneers, those are the guys that deserve to be in it. Not your fucking friends who have an ACDC tribute band. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> All right. So that now being that being said. Um so now we're we're treating that as our production company for the films that we're doing and you know it's, it's looking really good and our biggest thing is we're trying to push freedom freedom of the arts artists should be free they should do whatever they should whatever they want uh that my biggest pet peeve were promoters were trying to control artists and they still do to this day control how they think control how they feel all this other shit
1: yeah my, yeah. my dog agrees with you right there
0: good Good, because he probably knows half the people I deal with. Um, you know, I'll get emails from people. You know, fuck it, I'm just gonna say it. This jackass from the wing agency. You know, you know, he he tries to bring in artists and then lie to them and tell them he's going to get them bookings and they have to sign some sort of a contract stating, uh you know, this, this, and this. Yeah, Andy Morrison's his fucking name. All right, that asshole just, you know. I, you know, stop fucking playing God, first off. Okay. These guys that get into promoting this is what they are. I'll paint this picture for you. Usually they're in their 60s, maybe 50s. They've always liked music, or maybe they were partial musicians. They have some extra money because they're somewhat into retirement, whatever, and they want to pretend and play God and think that they're. Mr music promoter. Well, they're not. Because a real music promoter is somebody who wants to make money and it's not in their own bizarre world. You do what's best for the fans and you also do what's best for the musician. Right. So like if I was to promote, which I would never call myself a promoter because I'm not I'm not a promoter. Um but if i was i would i would try and find out what the fans want mm-hmm. i would try and find out what the musician wants and combine the two cuz guess what then you'll have a great show but there's all these assholes that that want to play god and, t- and there's one other jackass who i don't give a fuck if he finds out or if he sends me a he's going to sue me you know this jackass named richard douglas richard douglas when i was a kid i would go to his 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 shop his name was it was called imagine okay And I would go there and I would be a loyal customer. And then one day he made a nasty rumor about me. Now I was 18 at the time and it devastated me. Then he treated me like shit. Then he had people like uh, try to blackball me and stuff. And at the time I was doing pro wrestling shows and stuff like that. And then when I made it, that motherfucker was all nicey nice to me thinking we're friends. Well, guess what, Richard, we're not friends. And if you do that fake-ass handshake, I'm going to slap you in the fucking face. I don't give a shit. And that's a shoot. I don't give a fuck anymore. Because honestly, my whole life, I've had to deal with assholes like this. You can't do it. Why? Because I said so, and I have more money than you. Ha, 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 and I'm old. That's how they are. Because then you have to then one-up them. And when you're at that position, which, I mean, am I in a position of power? Yes and no. But I'm never, ever going to abuse my power. I'm never going to like take advantage of anyone. I'm never going to talk to people like as if they're shit. Because that's not how you do things. The people who set up the stage, you, you, you become friends with them. You treat them well. The people who um, set up the lights, the people who do the sound, those are the guys that matter. The people who you know, are, are your roadies, your road crew. You know, your band. You treat them like humans. Right. I hate a majority of promoters. Right. And there's some promoters that are really, really good, mm-hmm. but a majority of them are fucking evil because they should never even be promoters because they're they're usually want to be musicians, want to be wrestlers, or want to be whatever else. There are very few people that I can say in this life that are great promoters, and there are, I'll, I'll mention really good promoters a little bit later on because I'm working with several of them that are visionaries that don't get the push that they deserve. Um, Slick Wagner Brown is one of the finest wrestlers, trainers, coaches, um, visionaries on the independent scene right now. Absolutely. Spartan championship wrestling, the same thing. Those guys are great. Those guys are phenomenal. That's a family. They try and make their wrestlers better. Okay. They don't break them down. They don't try to destroy them. Okay. As far as music promoters go, Lefty Foster is the greatest music promoter. Um, he's also a great su- singer, a songwriter. He was he he was the co-founder of the um Shabu Inn, which helped acts like ACDC when they were doing their American tour and stuff, and Bonnie rate and you had BB King there, they had um Albert Collins, they had everyone. Now that dude, I look up to more than anything, because he did things his way. Right. And when people told him no, he did it anyway, and he did he did it a different way. You know, uh, Bruce John, another individual who is just a great person and a humanitarian. He does a lot for the Covenant Shelter because they give back to the community because they remember what that community needs. They not only need to be um, entertained, but they need help, and right. they always give back. All those guys I mentioned give back to the community and that's what makes them great because they're human beings and they're humanitarians anyone else okay i mean i'm sure there's a lot of guys that are really good promoters okay unfortunately i have not bumped into many of them okay but i'm sure there are a lot of people that are really good promoters you know the ones you know like the wing agency is horrible okay anyone connecticut and I, I, i look I don't care if he gets upset. uh, Owner of the wing agency, but like uh, Andrew or whatever the fuck, whatever his name, Andy Morrison, you know, never trust him. Don't, you know, he had several female musicians that he bounded under contract, did not let them perform anywhere and didn't get them bookings. And meanwhile, they're waiting and depending on this individual to get them bookings. But again, they can't get their own bookings because they signed a contract right sleazy bastard all right andy morrison i hope you brought in fucking hell I'm not even kidding you. um you know you got to be warned of those people cuz they will screw you over okay i'm probably going to get a lot of heat for what i just said but the you know i don't care cuz the people that are good people who are good are great you know slick wagner browns phenomenal right okay um Spartan championship wrestling's phenomenal uh lefty foster phenomenal you know the shibu in the shibu, anyone who works with the shibu they're phenomenal people and they want the music to live they want the wrestling to live they want all this stuff to live they want the arts to live right those are the people we should highlight more than anything not focus on these people that are negative but you know wrestling and music are very similar film kind of a lot of bullshit artists out there you know you just got to be be careful of them. But the ones that are real, the proof is in the pudding. Test of strength wrestling is phenomenal. Um, great wrestling. Uh, they have great angles. Um, great concepts. Uh, great storylines. Uh, same with Spartan Championship Wrestling. Okay, a little bit different, but it's, it's still good. I mean, you have still have great talent coming in and out of there. Um, you know, we just interviewed Sumi Sukai for the, new, for the women's wrestling documentary. And, you know, it's great. Uh, the crew that I have people like Ivana uh, Ivana Sanchez um, Steve Prescott um, Kay bear Kathy Steele um, Jen J Rex you know uh, all these guys I mean they put in so much time and effort um, (laughs) and on the side what they do you know like Kathy's a great drummer endorsed drummer um, Jen is phenomenal singer um, she's in several bands she's in a billy joel tribute band called stiletto and she does it phenomenal does it better than anyone right um you know like those people should get more of a push um you know Kay bear is a a phenomenal guitarist can can play any song on acoustic Like she played hotel california all three parts and singing on acoustic that's a amazing. genius right there and she doesn't give a push she doesn't get the push that she deserves sister funk deserves a push all these people deserve pushes and they don't get pushes because you have people that are um like your andy morrisons and le- like your wing agencies that stand in their way uh because they bullshit more and whatever else and they do this and they do that honestly like sister funk is probably my favorite band uh yeah they're my favorite band to watch live um and they're out of connecticut and i can't speak any higher of any anyone else the professionalism is i mean a, a lot of bands are very professional but visually and in my opinion their musicianship they're harmonizing they're just great musicians mm-hmm. that know how to perform and entertain a crowd um right. it's an all-female band and they don't get the push they deserve, and it's unfair because this is how sexist this industry is. And it's because they're women, and that's what sucks about it. Because they're better—they're—they're they're better than any man I've—I've I've seen any male group that I've seen. Sister Funk is absolutely—I can't speak any higher of that group. Um, and if anyone has a chance to watch Sister Funk, please do. Um, uh, a lot of artists, there's a lot of wrestlers out there that deserve. A bigger push than they ever got roxy roxy Amethina was the first ever transgender pro wrestler right be- way before nyla you know and actually Nyla and her were best friends and ironically Nyla gets the push for aw but roxy who was the first transgender wrestler in america didn't well they're supposed to be friends if i was your friend i'd help get you a push too huh yeah right <laughs> so right. like and roxy's the better wrestler and that's probably why because they're she's intimidated by roxy Mm -hmm. roxy wrestles men she wrestles women she doesn't care um but roxy's so good she's at like dynamite kid level right and uh, she goes wrestles as foxy roxy broken doll roxy but she's she's to the level of dynamite kid that good okay And and can work anyone and make them look good too, because that's what Dynamite was good at. He 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 could give you a great match, tell a great story, um, can shoot a good promo, but just knowledgeable. And she's like the Larry Bird of wrestling to me. I, I she deserves more than she got, and she was trained by um, Jimmy Valiant actually, or J- handsome. Oh, is it J- uh, Boogie Woogie? Is it Jimmy Valiant or Johnny Valiant?
1: Uh, I think thinking Jimmy for some Jimmy reason. Jimmy Valiant, I see, yeah. yeah it
0: was Jimmy in, yeah. in Virginia in his school.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So he was trained by Jimmy Valiant, and they're close to this day. Um and if he respects you, then that that means a lot. Yeah. Um you know, and 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 you know, this whole I guess the purpose of this interview, I'm just trying to give the people that didn't that don't get a push that deserve a push more than anything. Because you know what, I I made it in, in the film to, to a certain extent, and I'm I guess I'm making it a little bit more than I thought I would, and those people who I wouldn't say these people really helped me, but they were they were there, and I would see their talent, and they would always kind of.
1: It's David give me a, trying to call me. Oh, David, I'm sorry, I got my Facebook o- open.
0: I wonder um, if he's mad at me. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Yeah, it's it. He he's calling. Hey, you, hey, you. How was the show? I'm like, <laughs> dude, I'm in the middle of doing a podcast. That happened. Hey, I've had it. Like right before I get ready to go live, I get a phone call from someone I don't fucking expect, and they call me, and I'm like, Hey, what you doing? You been on social media today? No. What's going on? It's like I got a no, live show. Say, I'm say, doing. Hey. I'm like, hi. <laughs> What's up? Uh, yeah, I'm working. What's and that like?
0: I'm I'm working. Like I'm work- <laughs> they do that with me too. Like, but you know, I, and, yeah. But no, yeah. I like Dave though. It
1: was, just yeah, tell him I. Dave. <laughs> yeah, he he's. I like David. He he probably jumped out. He probably he'll he probably listened for a little bit, and he probably jumped out. Now he's probably thinking, he's probably done with his podcast. Maybe I should call him, but um, I. <laughs> I totally, what what you're saying about people who needs a push, sh- who should get the push, that don't get the push, I agree with you. There's a lot of great, talented people out there that don't get that push that deserves that push. I I totally, I, I get it.
0: No, absolutely. And, yeah. you know, um, yeah, they're always I, in fear of if they piss someone off. Right. Like, for instance probably about 70% of the things that I've said on this podcast and me calling pretty much everyone out, which I just pretty much did. And and you're in luck. This is your pipe bomb here. Um, <laughs> Everett, this is the pipe bomb. I've never really done something like this before. Um, uh, but I just called up pretty much every asshole that's ever pretty much fucked me over or anyone else. And you know, it's, you should. You should call these people out because they shouldn't you shouldn't just like let them just get away with it and whatever else. Just live their old life thinking, oh I got him and I knew him. No, fuck yeah, fuck you, Richard Douglas, and and honestly, fuck you, like Andy Morrison and your bullshit, okay? Your old asses try and fuck with people's young heads and whatever else and it doesn't work anymore. There's fucking talent there that they, they take advantage of. And every this is the issue. There's too many old guys that want to uh, get in your head and and see if they can get one more run with their shit career and and if anyone's listening that's younger, don't listen to people like that okay if they're if they're providing um uh, information for you that that's helping you okay and there's no like in that they're trying to like get a secondary thing and there'd be your fucking manager and whatever else. Then you're fine, but like if it turns into this whole thing where hey, you know, I'll help you if you help me get a booking and whatever else. There's a lot of comedians out there that are phenomenal, like you know, um, a dear friend of mine, Johnny Rotten. Uh, he's actually at uh, Mohegan Sun in about two minutes. Yes, he's going to be at Mohegan Sun, and he's doing his comedy set. Set, um, phenomenal comedian, uh, perfect timing, impeccable timing, and. Uh, you know, there's uh, Skip Daniels, Skip Daniels, Jeff Wade, um, those guys, uh, Rodney Norman, um, genius comedians. And the problem with comedians is, is, you know, like Norm McDonald was probably. How do I say it? There's no like you can't say that like, he's the funniest guy ever. Like, you could say he was the most effective comedian. I've ever seen. Yeah, because no matter what he said, is going to be a response.
1: Yeah, i i enjoyed I enjoyed Norm Macdonald. He was he was one of my favorites. I enjoyed back in back in the early nineties when I watched Saturday Night Live because I I haven't watched it since forever. But when I watched it back then, when I was I was probably like a, a like a freshman sophomore in high school, I liked Norm Macdonald. I, I liked his I liked his humor. I I got it. I liked it. He was he was great, man. I I enjoyed his humor. He,
0: he, and him as a comedian, he didn't care. He just he had no yeah. And again, like before, <laughs> I got on your show today. I was watching a Norm Macdonald. That's probably why I don't really I don't care what I say anymore. I mean, obviously, I have to promote the things that I'm doing supposedly.
2: But then and say, well, st- why
0: am I promoting it?
1: You got some yes, good I mean, stuff, man.
0: You have conversation stuff, but like, it's also like the the. The world of film is a nasty machine that just takes in anything and recycles it and turns it into whatever else and then craps it out again. That's exactly what film is because you're constantly plugging your stuff, plugging whatever the fuck else, blah, blah, blah. Because, you know, like, if you're a filmmaker and you just like making films, are you doing it for the award? I mean, if I want an award, let's go to the trophy shop and buy one. (laughs) fucking like what's the like why do why is it why do we value these people's opinions so much right like and that was the thing we realized when me and bijou were shooting how to make fucked up films we we realized when we've been denied 55 film festivals usually his film festival ratio is is very high a lot of his films he's a very accomplished director and then he he we didn't, we got denied these film festivals. And then we were like, the film's good. It's probably, yeah. and it's not cause I'm in it. It's, it's like, I have nothing to do with making the film great or not. The film's good because of the story, the film's good because of how it was shot. I'm just a small, I mean, I'm the lead, but I'm like, I'm just a small piece of that puzzle. There's a lot more things that are into that. Okay. Right. And then more, I understand it more because me, me being more behind the camera I understand what he had to do to make this thing work. Uh, whereas, like a, a lot of actors, are like oh, I'm starring in this film, <laughs> and they don't take it serious either. They they when they when they promote things on the like that's what I hate about actors. They they go on shows and they're like, I'm here I'm in a film. It's Batman Five, whatever. <laughs> I play Batman. And that's it. But the film's not getting uh, pushed because. We're going against society's grain. Yeah. We're not giving them sunshine and rainbows, and we're not giving them, I don't know, what they want. We're going against the grain. We're being truthful. We're telling the truth. We're explaining to you what the fuck's going on. Yeah. There are, like, there are fucking, this is reality. You know, people get evicted. People, this happens, whatever else. Uh, You know, and these assholes who run Hollywood, like the Harvey Weinsteins and shit, there's so many of them. Oh my God. And they're still there. They just have one, okay? There's so many more. They play God all the time. Mm-hmm. Fuck, I dealt with one yesterday. Okay. <laughs> or or last week. They're fucking creep fuckers. Yeah. All right. And like that's another thing that you deal with. You deal with these creepy fucks that like to play God with you. Mm-hmm. And then if you say something, they'll then try to retaliate somehow and make it so that you don't get work. Yeah. I'm not mentioning his fucking name, but I eventually will. So I hope he fucking listens. Because I don't, you know, I'll fucking call out him as well. Because honestly, that's how it is. Um, that's the reality of it. The reason why I became a filmmaker is because uh, some jackass named Reno Venturi treated me like shit and said, you'll never work here again. True story. True fucking story. So I said, well, I can't be an actor again. Nope. And he made sure that I haven't acted in a film in Connecticut or new England in since 2009.
1: Wow.
2: Wow. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, um, they have that power. And if you just, dis- and it was a disagreement too, he had invested in something and I posted on Facebook, I don't believe in this thing. So you're going to deny somebody making money. You're going to deny somebody, um, eating a meal. Uh, that's how you do things. Yeah, that's, that's how they do it. His name's Reno Venturi. He's a scumbag and he's out of the actor's gym and fuck. I don't give a shit. If he sends me goddamn, uh, walking papers or, or whatever, you know, he's trying to like, try to sue me. Go ahead, Reno, but the proof's in the pudding. You're the reason why I don't get to really work because you've told everyone not to hire me. So, I mean, right there, that is a reverse lawsuit, which is then punishable by a fucking, Couple thousand dollar fines, so you go ahead and bring me to court. But frankly, he's already just dis- uh, destroyed my name, destroyed my reputation. So, um, but that's fine. I became a filmmaker, I became a better filmmaker than he was, and he right. ever will be, right? Because this asshole went to film school. There's your repeater of the joke asshole went to film school, thought he was God. <laughs> so that's that's you know,
1: right? Right. Well. Christopher, this has been great. This is this has been great talking with you again. Go ahead, plug away.
0: So we got Lollipop Gang coming up. It's starring Jeannie Basson, um, Gary Wolf, Angel Orsini. Um, we have um, Evan Ginsburg. He's in it. Um, God, we have the His- history of women's professional wrestling, Circle of Champions. That includes oh God. Wendy Richter, China, you name it, everyone's in it. I mean, Jazz, uh, Susan Tex Green, um, everyone. Uh, God, who else? What else we got here? Uh, I'm doing the the ECW Pitbulls documentary with Gary Wolf. Uh, I got the New England Music Hall of Fame. That's running good. We're going to be doing some events soon. Um, yeah, thinking, looking, looking pretty good, so, you know. Uh, Oh, 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 we have uh, Icons of Wrestling. March 26th, we're going to be there. We're going to be starting a peace movement. Uh, We're going to have the uh, All-Star Band there briefly. Michael Spinks is going to be there. Nikki Lee Moshe, uh, NPC physique competitor, um, owner of Empowered Fitness, um, uh, ex-wrestler. Let's see, what else? Angel Orsini, she's going to be there as well. Um... Yeah, michael spinks is an olympic gold medalist. He's gonna be there. So we're gonna be good. Um Got nemhoff news going on, you know, whatever So just want everyone to have a good time Just enjoy life and you know Shout out to all my uh fellow martial artists at black bear dojo, you know, hope you're doing well. Um very big honor to be associated with a lot of people Uurate uh, Shvadete Waller, John Waller from Kinetic Lyric Opera. Um, Dog Pound Wrestling Dog Pound Championship Wrestling. Shout out to uh, Rodney and, and Jazz. Uh, keep up the great work. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, just uh, Mike Rand, the Mike Rand show. Um, you know, check out Jeannie Basson's soaps and stuff, looking really cool. Um, you know, uh, Tatania, uh Tatiana. Davidov, her and I, we we're working on uh, this peace movement that we're working through through music. Um, God, I think that's about it.
1: All right, nice, nice. Thank you. My Thank favorite you so- color
0: is orange.
1: <laughs> Thank you for coming on the podcast tonight. I I appreciate it, and uh, you can check out more Everett Lee show over on PodBeam. Dot com For the audio portion of this podcast, social media, Everett Lee Show, Facebook, Everett Lee Show, Twitter at the Everett Lorescore Lee, Instagram, Everett Lee, and YouTube, Everett Lee, and Podcast City Network, your top source for independent podcasting. Be creative, be yourself, Podcast City.net, Facebook, Podcast City Network, Twitter at Podcast City Net. And that is it for The Everett Lee Show. We'll see you again next time for another new episode of The Everett Lee Show.